shining a beacon on the bazaar. Out onto the hatch. Oh, oh God, it's been oh. well high up, Arky. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we've got to get. If we get right out onto oh. the top of the very light, the Ooh. very, very top of Kraken Cove Lighthouse, God. we're going to be able to see the Aurora Borealis. Wow, I've never seen it. It's supposed to be coming this way. I've got a massive sunspot. I know, it's the oh. northern lights. I can't wait to see oh, it. I think so. I can see it. Oh, oh. It it's all blue. Look at the colours. Oh. magnificent. Wow, it's sad in oil blue. It is blue. But what about that yellow bit there? What's that, that spot? my eyes. That yellow bit hurts my eyes, Aki. Oh, I'll just stare at it a bit longer and go about and see if that... Oh, my eyes! Aki, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kid, where are you? Is <laughs> this oh. still going to fall off? Oh, 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 Whoa, oh. Just sit down, just sit down, both just sit down. Oh, right, this is fucking bit... scary, man. Yeah, is it hazardous, Ooh. is it? Oh, bloody hell fire. Right, so... Uh, uh, right, we have another go at yellow thing. No, guys! <laughs> <laughs> What is that big yellow thing in all that blue? Oh man, I've just worked it out. What is it? Well, you can't see Aurora Borealis during the day, can you? Can't you? No, it's oh, a night Oh my thing. shit, that's the sun. <laughs> look, oh, I can't see anything. No. Oh, look at you, now you're just like a big blue blur. <laughs> <laughs> big, big blob burning in your eyes. <laughs> it's the silhouette oh. of a minute. Oh, this is ridiculous. Here we oh, are, perched oh. on top of the bloody light. Oh, the girls are coming! Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get the actual. I'll get the. Oh, it's locked! It's locked! I'm kicking in my pocket! Look at it! I've got my old tennis racket with us here! Fuck him! It's not tennis! It's love, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> I don't love them! Oh. It's great whacking a fucking seagull! Do you have a go here? Oh, they're backing off, though. This is great. Oh, man, that really could be a new spot, Aki. I know. Well, we'll need that tennis racket anyway because we're going to be up here for a while because we're locked on the very top of Kraken Cove, the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. And I'm Matt. I'm a Benny. And we've got ourselves in a bit of a pickle here, to be honest, Is it locked, then? Did you just say it's locked? just tried the hatch now. It's shut itself. I mean, it's a heavy hatch anyway. Oh, well, Pete ain't even in country. Who's going to save us? No one comes here except for Pete. Well... I don't really know, to be honest. Usually I, I, or usually I solve these problems. <laughs> like that. Uh, with the power of my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other one has got one. But I'm a bit stumped, if I'm all honest. So what, do you know what I think? How about this for a bit of a plan? Why don't we sit here and do a bit of casting? Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, because we were, we were, we were a week in hand. We missed last week, didn't we? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was all ready to cast our kid. <laughs> Very sorry. <laughs> Just so busy. No, no, we're busy, busy boys, mm. that's the thing. But we're here now. That's it. And that yellow thing's really warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a big sky egg. <laughs> a warm sky egg. So I think what we do is we might be able to solve our problem by doing a bit of casting. That would be nice. And that a bit of extra knowledge that we sort of like get back might yeah, be Yeah, the old grey cells are kid. Yeah, let's get them bad boys kicked into action. Oh, yeah, so, skipper. Everybody out there, prepare yourselves with your tennis rackets for dive-bombing seagulls, and let's start to cast. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I did not <laughs> <laughs> 
I just thought I'd know they were staring at you for a while. <laughs> You'd just crack. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> yeah, poke the simpleton. <laughs> Talking to the big sky egg that's up there. Oh, you know? yes. That's it. And uh, we had a little bit of a, a dalliance with eggs before, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, we did, you know, with, with your, your pickled eggs. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? But now have I found another delicacy Ooh. which is related to this. What, like pub snacks? Uh, what? Little pub snacks. I thought you said pup snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I eat little puppies. <laughs> well, in, I suppose you could have them as a, as a little pub snack, this Ooh. sort of thing. Like right. right. snacks. And this is the virgin boy egg. Oh, <laughs> oh like a poo. Um, like a what? Like a poo. Like a poo. You know, like a virgin boy's egg. Like he's laying a little egg, like a little brown egg or something. No, what is this? no. It's, it's, do you think, I mean, the thing is, you're dairy, you've eaten loads of stuff, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'll, I'll give oh, this, is just, this is an egg. All right. It's a proper egg. But why call it a virgin boy egg? Well, because um, in China this is delicacy, where the boy is boiled. Is this egg <laughs> yeah. in the piss of a boy who's under the age of ten? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So it's come from the city of uh, the, it's named Tongzidan, right? And the dish translates literally, right? So it comes from the dish of Dongyang and Zhejiang or something like that, right? I know, is that where the we come from, the Dong? <laughs> so the dish literally translates to boy egg and is a springtime tradition of the city where the urine is collected from prepubescent peasant oh, boys. Oh, peasant boys. <laughs> That's so mucky. How do you find something like that out? It might taste wonderful, but you're an absolute pervert for finding that I know, that but out. you know, it's. I mean, I don't like to have a go at certain cultures, you know. Yeah. I mean? But I think if you do find yourself collecting the piss of children yeah, yeah. to boil your eggs in, <laughs> I think you've lost your way. Yeah, wrong in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're saddling it up really badly. <laughs> <laughs> You're Rolfy wrong. <laughs> See, but I don't, I don't know. I can't tell. So the preparation, this is how it works out. Yeah, right? yeah. The dish is prepared by first soaking the eggs in the urine of young boys. <sighs> the urine is sourced locally by each vendor. Right, so there's well, a vendor, right. sort of a seller, is going around getting the piss from somewhere, <laughs> right? Then the mixture is heated over a stove. And after boiling, the eggshells are cracked around the entire surface of the egg. And afterwards, the eggs are placed back into the urine, and the used urine is then replaced with fresh urine, oh. and the process is repeated. Oh, it can't be na- pissy, pissy egg. <laughs> pissy egg. Oh. The soaking process allows the eggs to become cured in the urine as they are left to simmer. And the entire process is generally a day-long endeavour. According to some recipes, different herbs may also be added to the marinade. And when finished, the egg whites have a pale golden hue, and the yolks uh. turn green. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but piss is strong, isn't it? You can like tan leather and all that with it. Well, can't I you? think that's what I think that's what it must be, and I also think as well. I think when you probably go through puberty, 
Yeah. Um, you know, like Kid Piss is probably a lot weaker than, say, like, you yeah, did horrible. it in yours. I mean, oh, let your eyes walk. Oh, <laughs> you burn, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll kill the egg, it'll just be no left. You've got to put two <laughs> feet in Coca Cola. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck! Oh, egg's gone. <laughs> yeah. I can clean a wall with my <laughs> graffiti down and everything. <laughs> so, but I think that's what it is. But at the same point, now, I mean, they say it's got loads of health benefits, that's what they reckon. But, I mean, the, the Chinese culture reckon everything. If they think tiger cock and rhino yeah, horn have got yeah. health benefits, then I'm sure kid piss is just up there. Because I think they've found health benefits to everything. I think, if yeah, you, you yeah. name it, if you go to China and, and say to somebody who's like either a medicine practitioner, point at anything, yeah. and, they, and you say, well, what's that do for you? They go, oh, I know, it's good for this or that. I'll give you a bone, it'll sort you out. But I've got to say, Chinese medicines. I remember, remember... Fucking hell, it was about 20 odd years ago, I suddenly started getting this really mad, weird belly ache, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was crippling me. Went to doctors, they gave me all tums and chalky shit, didn't do anything, it was really weird yeah. and really painful. Went through everything and I thought, you know what? I remember seeing a Chinese little doctor herbalist in um, uh, Merrion Centre <laughs> in Leeds. Yeah. Really dodgy little shot. Went in there and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can. Went in the back room, sucked him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed on his egg. <laughs> and he gave me a little, little pouch of herbs. Um, and he's, what did he have to do with them herbs? Shove them up your ass. No, I had to, like, I had to pour water on them in the morning. And then, you know, wait till it all gone dark after like three hours. And take, you know, strain all the herbs and shit out of it. And he was left with this brown liquid. Oh. And I mean, it was like nearly, um, what's it called? Uh, the black licorice kind oh, of. Oh, right, yeah, I knew But something else really wrong and herby. And I mean, you couldn't physically drink it without puking it straight back up. You had to hold your nose and just down it, you know what I mean? Cured it straight away. Really? Yeah, got it straight away. Unbelievable. Just did a week of it, never came back. Absolutely gone, you know what I mean? And it all suffered for ages, you know what I mean? So I do think there is something with Chinese medicine. They've done it for so long. Right, in that case. Piss egg for me. (laughs) (laughs) How old's my little lad, Will? He's only 10. Does that count? I can't imagine how hard that has been. First of all, social services getting us harvesting his unit. Just have a little lad, just have a go on this. Just wee into it. No, don't ask any questions. That's it to the top. Well done. <laughs> oh. No, I couldn't. It's got a taste nasty, though. Is it. Um, it's not bad for you, though, is it, piss? It's not like. Um, it's sterile, isn't it? No, it's not sterile. Oh. No, this is, this is one of the big fallacies about piss, yeah. right? Is that it's sterile. It isn't. It, it's because what it's do, what piss is doing, alright, it's hydrating you, but then it is flushing out waste from your body. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah, and yeah. everybody thinks, oh, no, piss is sterile. It's, no, it's not. It's oh, not actually. It's full of fucking all the stuff you do. Yeah, don't so for example, if, I, if you had a big cut in your leg and I just pissed on it every day, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't thank me for that, would you? I don't know. Well,. <laughs> Well, not yours. I mean, if I had a big cut on a eating desert, I'd piss on my leg. I'd piss on it, spit on it, and everything. You know what I mean? Why not just leave it? It'll go all mank, won't it? It'll go all nasty. I don't know. Well, I've had cuts before in strange places, and I swear to God, you need to get some on it quick. You know what, what I mean? Piss. <laughs> TCP. I'm a massive fan of TCP. Anything. <laughs> PPP. <like that>. <laughs> <laughs> Piss on it if we're out in deserts or something, and we gash or something. Pissing on a big gash. I'll pay money for that as well. <laughs> and vice versa. The gash to piss on you. Oh god, the imagery. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, 
I, I, could, I couldn't. This is my limit. I, I don't think I could eat this. <laughs> Give it a go. I know you would. <laughs> I would get half a dozen of them down Mori bombs. It would have gone in crisp to dip a bit. Imagine your breath afterwards. Oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't go for the yolk. I, I would stop at the yolk. If it were green, I couldn't do that. I'm a little bit of weird, weird little, because there's no texture in any of other food stuff quite like an overcooked egg yolk. Yeah, isn't yeah, that, yeah. That weird, dry, chalky, like, almost yeah, smooth. Like sheep's brain or something. It would be shockingly yeah, like that. Or something, you know? <laughs> but just really big. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. It's obviously using it being near, fairly near Bradford. I've yeah. had mates who've... You know, right? They've been out on piss all day. All day. Had ten pints. They've gone for a sheep's brain curry. Wow! Yeah, they done it. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd eat it if I knew the restaurateur. You know what I mean? And trusted him. I couldn't just go into any old porky dive and just say, "Give me a," br-. you know, I'd just be too scared. Curry. It's like some not. Well, the, the thing I have though is that if I really want a curry, I'm not going to get all adventurous. Oh, yeah. No, if I'm if I've been on piss and I want the curry, it's not like I can, do you know what today I've got well, let's go sheep's bread. <laughs> yeah, not on the piss. Not when you've been on the piss. Yeah, no. no, you do what you just want to soak that ale up, don't you? Yeah, like do nothing wrong with that yeah, sheep no. brain. Well, Dead so, for a week. Just like, <laughs> no, what you need is a nice little sort of curried virgin boy eggs. Yeah. Virgin <laughs> of farts. Oh, oh, oh. How do they find it out though? That's the thing. That's just boredom. Yeah, I mean, well, no I think it's gone full, full, full circle now. I think it was boredom back then. They just sort of think, well, we've no else to do now. There's no yeah. one on telly because they didn't have telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but when we got telly, you see, we're interested in stuff, weren't we? Yeah. So you just sort of think, oh, there's telly on now, so I won't boil a load of eggs in piss. Yeah, but then it's gone full circle. Whereas in there's the internet now, and you think everything in the world is out there, and you can find out about it. So people just go, do you know what? I'll look up on the internet. Virgin boys, piss, just <laughs> boiling eggs in it. Oh, it's there, it's out there. <laughs> it is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> because everything in the world's already already been thought of. Yeah, I don't know with that. I don't, I don't believe in that. Do you not? No, I don't. I think you could always think of something. We're there. I think we'll uh, we'll stay in China. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So we've got a little piece by Helen Davidson in Taipei for the Guardian. Nice. And this is a piece I'm going to do a, a couple of weeks back. We'll do some specials. We missed an episode. So oh, that cheesy one that you said it and you weren't you weren't going to do it. I think I remember that gone. Yes. Yeah, um, you, you finished one episode. And you said I it's did, really did good. I, yeah, but I can't remember what that was. I don't think it is that. I don't think oh. I've gone back to it yet. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. That, I'll do that. <laughs> But no, this is a this is a story that uh, I don't know if you've seen it. The original Fight Club ending has been restored in China after a backlash. Ah, right. I did hear some about it all being like you know the cut out the rioty bits or the yeah. like the complete mayhem or Project Mayhem bit. I mean, it's, it's not a massive story in this, but it just yeah. kind of got me because what it says is the um, the Chinese streaming platform Tencent Video, right? Which have Tencent Video, I quite like that has restored the original ending to the film Fight Club after it amended the Chinese edition to tell viewers police had rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals. <laughs> right? That just comes up with a black screen yeah. and white writing. That's what oh, it did, yeah. God. And, I mean, this 
a film from 1999. So that is a 24, 23 year old film, isn't it? You know. And it's for the people who don't know, right? In the original, well, this is the original version. Uh, it says Edward Norton's character, the narrator, still kills off his. This is a spoiler alert here. Mm, yeah. His imaginary alter ego, Tyler Durden, right? But a subsequent scene showing high rise buildings being bombed, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is that the ending. That was cut. And instead, viewers were shown a blank screen with text telling them authorities had won out. The police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding, the text said. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from hospital in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> now, what? <laughs> the issue I have with that, right, yeah. is if you've got a country that's imaginative enough to sort of think of 10 year old boy piss boiling <laughs> eggs, right? <laughs> Why can't you just go with the ending? Yeah, I tell you, it shows the fear of their own people in a way to me. It's um, that's totally scary, great. Yeah, that's a scary one who's actually frightened. It's, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? The censorship with China. I hate that they appease them though nowadays just to make it instead of a 12 million, 120 million pound film profit, they can think, oh, they appease China, we can get triple that. Yeah, you know, really. that's it. I ain't going with their yeah. rules. It's like that's a scary thing to do. Although the Chinese film market at the moment, there is some films coming out there which look really interesting. All right, There's yeah. one I think was some big battle. I, don't, I can't remember where it was, where it was set, whether it was World War Two or Vietnam or something like that. And I think yeah. I think it was a Vietnam War movie, Black and Battle, set at a lake. And they had a really famous director there, one of the directors. Yeah. The film's going to be amazing. Wow, it's basically yeah. them beating the Americans. <laughs> right, but there's this one guy who's now he is. Um, He's one of the most fa- famous actors in the world now. Is this guy? I, d- yeah. I can't. Rem- I can't even remember his name. I, I wouldn't even wow. be able to know how to look it up. But he's basically is an English guy. Yeah. But he got really into kung fu when he was a kid. Cool. Massively into kung fu, <laughs> to the point he, he sort of thought, Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go study kung fu in China. Yeah. And while he was there, he sort of picked up a bit of the language and everything, you know. And um, I think he was in a lift or something. And he's and a Chinese sort of like kung fu hero, you know, yeah. movie movie star yeah, came right. in and got. And he went, oh my god, you're so 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 so! I said I'm such a fan, and but he said it to him in Chinese. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, and so this guy says, "I'm looking for a guy for my next movie who's going to be a villain." Yeah. Be, of course, they want to fight all Western people yeah, as villains, yeah. right? And so he says, "Oh, do you want to do a screen test for it?" Oh, and the guy did, and he says, I can't be completely screwed at the screen test. Uh, I gave him the part anyway. Oh, <laughs> and he got a bit more training, picked up, and, and he's actually one of the stars. He's like the American wow. general in that film. Yeah, but that would be so cool. They needed, you know, like a willing enemy, you know, yeah. like an English speaking enemy. Yeah, they need I think to you'd be amazing. Oh, we've got the double brothers and that. <laughs> Look at the little height and that. Look how tall we are. <laughs> oh no, your kung fu is kicking the teeth out of us. Look how big your penises are. <laughs> the Dong Brothers <laughs> tremble at <laughs> our penis lens. <laughs> no, you kick it. No, he karate chopped my belly. <laughs> Running it by tickets to go to China <laughs> on internet. Or anything. Yep, booked. <laughs> <laughs> family, family, see you bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's, there's a market for it. Well, market yeah. Because the American, the, the Chinese movie market is it's massive. Huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's massive. It's like nearly worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, as you quite rightly say, the fact that now the um, the uh, the Americans are making films in a totally different way now. Yeah. So that China will consume their movies because it's the biggest viewing market mm. on, the, on the planet. Oh, some of the best films I've ever seen. The early Kung Fu, the Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. I'm a massive fan of them. The Flying Guillotine Man. Have you ever seen that <laughs> shit? <laughs> it's like, they need this secret weapon you know what I mean so they need to kill at a distance so they've got like a chain and this weird kind of like basket thing on it that chops your head off you know what I mean but yeah. this this mad kind of like kung fu do makes it for the emperor and the emperor's like you know on his big kind of like stairs and he's going show me this secret weapon and yeah. he's like yeah you know and brings out this Labrador no way <laughs> this Labrador head I don't know if they did it for real or not but I'm just like oh shit what am I watching? Probably did do it. For yeah, honestly, I looked at it. Oh my god, what am I watching here? But Flying Guillotine One and Two is some of the most epic stuff I've ever seen. Like, man, <laughs> Dead Labrador on, One. Exactly, it's on Netflix. Check that shit out, man. Wow, <laughs> brilliant. So no, I think it's um. Uh, it's a shame that they're doing movies like that, which, you know, when it is going towards the market they want and the direction yeah. they want. But I love that they're doing a Vietnam film and kicking ass in it, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's good on Because well, they, they, as far as the Chinese are concerned, they yeah. won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, did yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Proper yeah. kick booty. That's it. We did see all the, all the sort of like Viet Cong sort of like getting a helicopter and fucking up out of sight. Exactly. Like, yeah. See you, bye. <laughs> 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 no, so I think, uh, but I, I suppose if, you, if it was, the shoe was on the other foot, you know, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. it was like an, it, I think I think the problem is with the with the Fight Club movie, the ending of that. It's not like being against the Americans. It's yeah. not China versus America, or America versus China, or anything like that. It's, it's it shows a country is actually fighting its own people. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the sort of shows the issue we have there. Yeah. You know. And you know that's what the front of the front of the uprising of people. But then again, all all this sort of like what you would you elites would you call even political or social elites? That's what they're most frightened of in the whole world. Exactly. Yeah. And when they to uprise. Yeah. Talking to Fight Club, though, have you read? read oh, did you read the book? Uh, I can't remember. A brilliant book. I really more yeah. juicy than the film. A lot more juicy. But I started getting into him a little bit, and he did a series of short stories. And I think it's called Scream or something like that. Yeah. And the one particular one where this kid. Um, Every summer when his mum and dad are out, he'll swim to the bottom of his swimming pool and shove his ass on the suction thing, you know what I mean, and beat off. <laughs> and, and he'd do it every day, you know what I mean, until one day where he goes down there and he sucks his insides into oh. the pool tube, you know what I mean? And he's, oh. he's thinking, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I'm like attached to the pool thing. He had to turn around and like bite through his own ass, thinking oh. he was all, all peanutty and that. <laughs> he lost all his, in, his like, intestines. Oh, he was just so grim, he was just like, oh. <laughs> Well, there's a little recommendation for yeah, you. Yeah, Book Club Benny. <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> I thought he said Book Club. <laughs> Talking heroes, I think you know for these times and you know eras that we have now, you know it's like come the hour, come the man. Exactly, said, you know, you know me, I love a hero. So we've got a hero here now, Ooh. and it's a guy called John Darwin. Right? Oh. Now I don't know if you remember John Darwin. Maybe, maybe not. 
Right, well, I'll give you a little update for everyone out there who might not remember what um, John Darwin did, right? Because in 2002, right, John Darwin went canoeing mm. and didn't come back. Oh, is he the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, where were he going to again? It wasn't Panama, was it? Or something, something as ridiculous as that. Well, what he was, he wasn't going anywhere. He just said to his wife and everything, you know, I'm yeah. like, family, oh, I'm just going for a bit of a canoe, everyone. She were in on that. Yeah, well, yeah. this is it, you yeah. know. I'm giving the background now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so she's, uh, she, uh, he went for paddle, didn't come back, they found bits of broken canoe and sort of yeah. like wetsuit and stuff, and they all presumed he were dead. She yeah. was waiting to sort of turn around and have him officially declared dead. Yeah. You know, mentioned to the entire family, children, the whole oh, lot. Everyone, they had a oh, funeral for him, the whole lot. Fuck, that's what about that with kid, your own kids. Your own kids. Everybody, everybody thought he was dead. Oh, this guy. And um, anyway, the it got to a point where he was getting a bit tight. He was sort of like, well, I think the issue was actually, he'd gone, he was, well, Long in the shot at all of it, wasn't dead at all. He was hiding in his own house. <laughs> and they kind of they've annexed off a little bit of the house. It was like almost like a little mini hidden granny flat he oh was in. God, no. But the, what they were doing is with the insurance money, they're moving to Panama. That, yeah, it was yeah, Panama. Yeah, it was yeah. Panama. You were right, it was yeah. Panama. But they'd, for some reason, when they'd gone across and they got the papers and passports and everything like this, the, the traditional thing to do is you have like a bit of a handshake with the um, uh, like the guy who sorted the deal out and everything. It all goes online. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I think there was, I think a private investigator got involved or something. But yeah, basically, yeah. The, the truth of that was it, was it was found out. But he actually, it was rumbled, but he held his hand up. Yeah, did John yeah. Darwin eventually he says he just I kind of think you know and eventually what happened was he claimed in 2007 this was five years later right mm. he claimed he was suffering from insomnia yeah. so he walked into a police station and sort of said um, I, th I think I'm a missing person so wow. he kind of, kind of reappeared again right and everyone goes oh my god this is incredible John Darwin's back so I thought he got caught though well, yeah, because it all unravelled. You know, the the this also when it were actually live, he's thinking, "Oh shit, I'm rumbled." Oh, walk into a police station. It was a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a little bit. Like that. I, I think I think everything was just just coming apart a bit. And he yeah. thought, "Well, if I come back and say I'm this and that, and that <laughs> that's such a shit movie flying." Yeah. I love that. Absolute idiot. I don't know who I am yeah, or well, where I've been. I'd be five years. I've been away now. You know, <laughs> absolute idiot, right? And he said, but apparently, I mean, his wife was with him for ages, but she eventually just got, do you know what, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, she said, yeah. well, she's the one who had to turn around and say to the kids, I'm sorry, your dad wasn't dead. I knew he wasn't dead. All of us knew he wasn't dead. We've lied to you that your dad was dead. To one hundred grand. Yeah. yeah. And so they were furious, as you can imagine. He absolutely livid, right? <laughs> So, but I think it was all his sort of little idea, uh, idea yeah. scheme. So, but anyway, as I said before, you need a hero. Come the man, come the hour. Um, he's he's heading towards Ukraine now. Wow, to fight or is he like to fight? To fight. To fight. <laughs> he reckons he's off to fight. Apparently, he's got loads of kit and stuff like this. Yeah. All gear he needs. He's heading off to the front lines to fight. Right? Insurance much. <laughs> You know, first dead body he comes across in that. Like, I mean, me my kit, bloody hell. Next <laughs> <laughs> thing he's driven another, living in another granny flat. That's it. He's just sailing on his little canoe and that. <laughs> I mean, apparently what they're saying, though, that they're saying it might be the fact that he still feels so guilty about everything uh, that happens yeah. that he wants to kind of sort of make some sort of amendment. 
They could have stayed with it's a long time ago now, isn't it? Like twenty a lot of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> twenty years ago it started. Yeah. He's seventy one now. Oh my god. He shouldn't be going to the Ukraine. He and fight. shouldn't be at all. He'd be a right liability. I've heard him that they go these you know, people and fair do some, I can see why they do it, but a lot of them they get there and they, they hustle around and Ukrainians seem very professional. The first thing they're thinking of, are you a spy? You know what I mean? Well, well, what's happening is anyone who's rocking up or wanting to just turn up, say, like me and you decide to go across and just yeah. like, hey, we can do it. No, you yeah, you're a liability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, get, you'll get away. Fuck off. Yeah, like, is, yeah. What they're wanting and what they've advertised for is special forces, yeah. ex special forces, because they've got the training. Yeah. They can pass that extra bit of training and knowledge on to some of their own exactly. troops. And when they're getting into the mix of things, yeah. um, because there's like one guy went across and he started his own. Um, he was fully trained in uh, first aid, really, yeah. really good at first aid. So he was accepted a straight away. Oh, and the other thing was, he was a fully professional sniper as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> but there's been a few. Yeah. But they've managed to get some special forces. I heard yeah. the one news report that you just, you know, they're, they're travelling to front end journalists and there's just these three very quiet men there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they're just like pushing them like, look, we're just getting caught. Well, worldwide, how many do you think they managed to sort of get across? Sort of like, you know, you had to guess a number. Special. Well, I mean, God. special forces. Worldwide. Working in the US, but you've travelled to the Ukraine God, and are active there now. There's a hundred, it's impressive. 20,000. <laughs> Shit, you were joking. These Thai special forces, oh, American yeah, special forces. Oh, all sorts, all wow. of the world's special forces rocked up and, and are apparently operating oh, in the Ukraine. Oh, that's naughty, is it? <laughs> It's so, a bloodbath though, because they're getting them all from Syria, aren't they? You know, Russians like say, "I'll give you three thousand quid if you come over and just be cattle." For, you know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing, well, the weather will. They're just gonna get shot straight away. Out. It's, yeah. it's just it's carnage now. It's just gonna get bloodier and bloodier. Isn't yeah. It? But I still don't think Russians can do it, but. Yeah, but it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, but, but they're gonna be all right now. They've got John Darwin going. Yeah, he'll sort that shit. Out. <laughs> It shows that once again the fantasist rocks up. Yeah, know. but I think that's you're right there because that's the when you're looking at it, that's him with his big ideas, big dreams in it that yeah. just don't, don't work at all. Well, I think I think I, I think people who have these dreams of that sort of grandiose stature. The, he, sometimes you can admire the dreamer. You can, yeah, oh, well, yeah. you know, they got. But the flip side of it, generally speaking, is they think everybody else is more stupid than they are. Yeah. They think yeah, they're, they're still convinced got, that they're yeah. a bit more up, you know, yeah. you know, up on things than anyone else. I can yeah. beat people, you know. Yeah, I'll be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. I can get the next thing, you know, is living in a granny flat, thinking <laughs> this isn't going well at all. <laughs> yeah. I've been in five years. I still don't understand how he used his passport though. I thought when you're dead you couldn't use your passport. But... I don't know. I don't know whether they've got fake papers. How do you get fake? I don't even know. I know loads of dodgy people. I don't <laughs> like <laughs> fake papers. You know what I mean? Pete can't I, even get that shit. No, I don't, I don't know how you get fake papers. I think there's ways of doing I think the way of doing it apparently is like you say you have to have somebody else's passport, don't you? Uh, okay. I think there's a way of doing it with somebody else's passport. Oh, like just slapping your mush on it or something. Yeah. Laminating machine on someone else's passport. Yeah, that's, it. that's all you need. Don't. And next thing you know, you have to over to Ukraine to get shot. <laughs> so yeah, I think good luck to him to a certain extent. But yeah. I don't think I don't think he's even there. Yes, now that he's still in his granny flat. Isn't he? He's just making up stories. Yes, in the Ukraine, took ten down today. Yeah, in my private jet. 
<laughs> and because Kiev, you know. <laughs> Billy bullshit. Just wants to be part of the narrative, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, just coming out of woodworks, he's all divorced, isn't he? Yeah, I, don't know, I think if you do want to welcome anything like that, just get your hand in your pocket and give to charity. Exactly. <laughs> get back in your canoe and fuck off. <laughs> That's put that one to bed, didn't you? Or a big full stop. Yeah, yeah it's a big full stop. You know, <laughs> but it's like, if he, do you think if um, do you think if John Darwin was killed, do you think he'd come back as a ghost, um, haunting the granny flat? Yeah, I think, I think he think could. He actually, would, actually, that's not bad because he's had a lot of time there. He's like, yeah, he's a haunting kind of thing. He's hauled up hiding in I the know, wall. Yeah, that's creepy. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. He didn't have to be haunted. You just thought he'd be haunted, though, wouldn't you? Even just mm. you think, oh my god, I think I think Dad same one. You know, and she looks all suspicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, why? <laughs> I just keep, you know, I smell his aftershave and it. Yeah. You know, you only used to fart all the time. Yeah, can hear that sometimes. <laughs> Through the walls. <laughs> I didn't then notice all the difference in the house and that. Oh, it's a bit small, isn't it? <laughs> Where's front room gone? <laughs> Where's dad again? <laughs> well, this is a different story. This is from Sam Moore of The Independent, right? And it's about another haunting. All right. Barry Chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Chuckle's back. <laughs> to, 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 to me. To you. To me. To you. I the line of us again. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. so glad you got it first. You did it better than I would have done. Paul Chuckle says he once saw his brother Barry appear as a ghost. Can you imagine seeing that? What a ridiculous... Is it little ones? Or is it big little ones? Funny your face, didn't you, as well? So Paul Chuckle said he once saw his brother Barry appear to him as a ghost before a show. (laughs) That's really... On his feet. This is the, the, the children's entertainers, better known as the Chuckle Brothers, performed together for over six decades before Barry's death from cancer in 2018, age 74. So in an interview with Richard Herring on his podcast, Paul said that Barry <laughs> appeared to him as a ghost <laughs> on the night of his first solo show. <laughs> oh, God. You never know. His first one is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. He says, I swear I could see him at the side of the stage, and he's nodding and winking at me, Paul said. <laughs> It gave me confidence to walk on stage and the audience lifted me beautifully. He added, he was my brother, my work partner, my best mate, everything. Oh, you got a little tear in my eye there. It's a bit like me and you, really, isn't isn't it? Well, (laughs) 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 you look at... I'm not tearing out with a full of rage. (laughs) I'll come back and fucking haunt you. Busy mate, don't worry, it's alright. <laughs> no, you're still Just getting haunted. You're getting haunted. <laughs> On my <laughs> first, first solo call, I'm going to bolt a goose to you. <laughs> Kicking me bloody virgin boys' eggs, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, all I can imagine it's like, Paul, it's Barry Chuckle appearing, like, what's his name? That's good. Oh, wind up like that. Yeah. that. Right, end of the, <laughs> 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 I 
got a good one the other day. I didn't read it because it was fucking stupid, but it was, it, it was in summer. He said, England might be running out of ghosts. What? And I'm like, fuck off. I read the first paragraph and I just fucked it off totally. But I, you, you should do your own cracker. Come on, come on. Come on, come what can we ask me to do to end? Take but care, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I should have read it all, actually, because it has stayed with me thinking, oh, that is quite right. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he says, you don't get modern uh, ghosts. You don't get a shell-suited chav crossing the road looking at his mobile and then disappearing. You know what I mean? No, I suppose. And you don't, you, you're just like the modern death, you know what I mean? Loads of junkies in a park. You don't get oh, them. my God. <laughs> But it's true, isn't it? Why do you have to be so old? You know what I mean? For it to be a ghost. It's almost like a maybe it's like a ranking system or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I discussed it with someone else and said maybe it's the violence of back then. You know, you need to die in a proper. You know, he were too fucking dizzy on his phone to notice he fucking died. Not junkie were off his tit. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get him fucking bludgeoned to death or strangled, maybe by this it. is what we need. Maybe we need to find out what the most modern haunting is. Yeah, oh, if yeah. you remember that we did talk about that one in the block of flats. Remember, some no, he was, it was, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name, wrote in. He, he wrote in with the one where he was. Oh, that fl- last, that yeah. last, yeah. And she was dressed as a hippie. Oh, yeah. Hippie, in fact, it wasn't proper hippie, if I remember, it was like almost like hippie hippie skirt, wasn't it? Yeah, Which yeah. Was, so that's a bit of a 90s thing. Yeah, well, it all felt like a 90s. 80s, yeah. 90s sort of Oh, thing. there's one. And we do get a few car ones, but you get the haunted hitchhikers. Do you know what I think it could be? I think yeah. it could be almost like a bit of a, a bit of a, not re- almost like a reverse topper, perhaps if you believe in ghosts, yeah. maybe you become, could become a ghost. Mm, true. Well, it might know? be like, say, that violence or the act, you know what I mean? That kind of. I don't know, there's a lot of violence, which is like you chipped yourself off a bloody towel block or something. I've right? never seen a towel block ghost, have you? You know what I mean? I do know a kid, though, um, a very old, close buddy. Uh, and he was only a young lad, he lived in Holbeck in Leeds and he's a trotting home, gets home and that. And then the local older scal, you know, like four year older than him, who's proper mental, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody knows him, he's always around yeah, in his know, house. Yeah. Uh, comes running in, look at this, look at this, opens his hand, he's an eye. You know, what? Like, all the fuck's that? Oh, someone's just jumped off at flats. <laughs> it, it burst that much, the eye no. fucked off, he picked it up, like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Came around oh his house, my look at that shot. <laughs> That's the darkest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> no. And she heard told me, I was like, oh God. He said he didn't seem real, you know what I mean? Just oh like, he was just mental, God. you know what I mean? Police everywhere and stuff. Like, well, you do get it, don't you? Yeah. Just yeah. Like, fucking hell, fight. I've been don't... nearly first on the scene. I've seen it. Well, I love that. Yeah, not being really bothered about the rest of it. Just like, fucking hell, that's like a proper eye there. Oh my god. Nasty, you know? Nasty jazz as that. Well, back to Parry yes. <laughs> Go Going like Ben Kenobi. Go! <laughs> oh my god. We'll just go through basically. Um, this is it. He said uh, Paul also revealed that Barry told him he must carry on the business and not to pack it in. So that, oh, that's, that's yeah. a quite nice. He's giving the right but answer. Wait, all he said at first was he says he's nodding and winking at me. That's all he said. Mm. Next thing he's adding all these little yeah, lines. Yeah, doing it. Yeah. Keep all the money. Don't give out to me, widow. You deserve it. Cheers, <laughs> 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 <is>, Bazza. <laughs> Bring out a line of merchandise and maybe the ghost. <laughs> Special Ouija balls. Oh my god. <laughs> He says it just one weed you with me and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
BBC story. Oh, nice. Right, this, this kind of struck me because it's like it's a nationalistic story for Canada. So, there was a theft, right? A guy has been fined for stealing, like, the most important thing in Canada. Wow. Ugh. What do you think that could be? Oh, have they really? They haven't got all. They haven't got all. This is massive. Loads of trees. Loads of gas and oil or something. Yeah. Loads of maple syrup. Bingo. Maple syrup. (laughs) Maple syrup. No way. Yeah, that's it, right? Now he's been, he's been, he's been fined for it though. You know what I mean? He's been got for it. You know. So what do, what would you think for Nicky Maple syrup? What do you think a decent fine would be? And it's Canada, it's their thing. Uh, I'd still say 40 quid or something like that. 5.5 million pounds. <laughs> How much did he steal? 3,000 tonnes of maple syrup. 3,000 tonnes, that's like proper Arctic trucks full of it, loads it is. of them. It's absolutely tonnes of it. And the thing is wow. as well, if, if, if you think you're a little jar of maple syrup you get, no, I mean I like a bit of maple syrup. I don't like it cut though, I need it pure, you know what I mean? Well I they cut it like fuckies. Yeah, I know they do cut it like other <laughs> fuckers out there. The Canadians, yeah. Brown gold is that stuff. Yeah, but I, I've I I have tried to buy it like it's it's too expensive to justify mm. it because if you're just putting it on it's so expensive. I get it sometimes like Lidl will do it or just somewhere really weird you just see the pure stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Would you have it on? Uh, pancakes, ice cream, all sorts, really. Oh, I haven't, had it. I, I haven't eaten any ice cream for years. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm not right fan. I just like vanilla ice cream, me, but God, I love my ice cream. I, don't, I just don't eat I just don't eat it. I what? What do you eat instead? No. No? <laughs> As in, I don't have puddings, so, so I don't. Oh, you're weird. <laughs> you're fucking always a buffet, no puddings. You're a fucking odd one, I kid, when it comes to that. Look at that belly there. That's buffet. <laughs> Look at that wobble and jiggle like a bowl full of jelly. You need to get your puddings down here, lad. Why is that? Can I have one of them? <laughs> yeah, look at that big wobble. Oh, man. <laughs> it's bad, is that? So it's still wobbling now. <laughs> Fucking truffle shuffle. Oh, no sweet tooth darling. I have developed some of a sweet tooth recently, but it's very specific. Well, what is it? Chocolate peanuts. Oh, they are fucking nice. They are nice. They're yeah, really yeah. nice. And I, 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 but I think it's because I'm burning up so much energy. Yeah, there's there something are. particular that I need. That's yeah. just, it's obviously replacing something in my yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah. They but, are um, like that like coal, aren't they? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, I just don't have any drive to eat mm-hmm. anything like that. Like I can look at bars of chocolate, I can look at sweets, I can look at Mars bars. I'm not like that. Puddings, yeah. anything. Puddings, I'm like, I don't like a middle at night. I'm Jesus, I'd fight a man for a pudding, you know what I mean? <laughs> like four in the morning and that. I'm, I'm, I'm really badly before I'm like, yeah. big ants scurry around for sweet stuff on a night. The other day, I didn't even know I'd done it till morning. I'm like, what up? Here no, we go. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. Peter Sutcliffe. <laughs> I swear I blanked out looking gravestone saying get a snack uh, but woke up where's my phone you haven't got a phone in. oh where's shit my fucking phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll ask have you seen our phone yeah, yeah, yeah I won't do her accent she's <laughs> balls up <laughs> yeah he's proper I'll be cancelled so yeah it's down here you got loads of like what did she say loads of syrup on it <laughs> so I'm like what oh this sounds awful so I came down and it was my phone we need earphones in it for some weird reason and on top of it, you know that caramel, um, oh. it's like, um, what's that, some cream, 
It's not condensed milk, it's like you open the jar and it's Sperm. Thin. No, it's sweet, not salty. <laughs> <laughs> What's it, some caramel? Um, yep. What's it coming? Is it coming in a can? Well, not, uh, originally, when we were kids, like Dad drank it like back Condensed milk? Yes. But you get caramel flavoured in a squeezy thing, you know what I mean? No. I didn't even know we had it, you know what I mean? I squirted it all over toast, made a massive mess, covered me full in it. Gone back to bed, didn't have a clue I did it. Wow. <laughs> it ain't sleepy, it terrible at it. Oh, we're still recording it. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> miles away. It's not sleepy, it's something to do with daytime drinking. <laughs> <It'll be. laughs> but you know, I think I am. But I think, you see, if you've got yourself a great product Canadians out, which is the old maple yes. syrup. You know, you've got to protect it. You've got to look up for it. You know, it's nice in black coffee, though. So it was apparently what he's nicked was he's nearly eighteen million Canadian dollars, right? Which is equivalent of eleven million pounds worth of. So that's about like barrels of it, barrels, barrels and, and barrels. barrels of it. Yeah. And apparently, the way it was found out, it says that the Quebec maple syrup producers, the so-called APEC or OPEC of uh, maple syrup. Holds an emergency reserve of the product to help meet global supply in years of poor harvest. Wow. The Canadian province produces almost three quarters of the world's maple syrup, right? <laughs> I imagine it like June, you know, with the water on yeah, the ground. Yeah, it's all like maple well, syrup. Well, but that's what these guys have been doing. Uh, Richard Vallier, he was a major player in the scheme, but what he was doing, they were tapping into that reserve. Whoa. So people thought, oh, we're all right, we've got tons of maple syrup, right? But then it was only discovered in 2012 during a routine survey when an inspector climbed on a stack of maple syrup barrels which typically weigh some 270 kilograms and one nearly tipped over because it was empty. <gasps> so you tap into it and just fill all the barrels and drive off in the middle at night? I think well, that's been happening. But I've heard this before about this. I think these, now I'm, I'm just going off another podcast I listened to, which I, you, you, I, I think it's called Criminal. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's Sophie Judge or something. Yeah, <coughs> Phoebe, Phoebe. Yeah, that's it, Phoebe Judge. Phoebe Judge, yeah. And, um, and they were talking about a, a, a bourbon called Pappy's, I think uh, it was, yeah. Pappy's bourbon. And that was, it's ridiculous, is this stuff, because it sells for something like about £200 a bottle. Wow. But if you wanted to buy one off somebody else, uh, they'd go for about £1,500 a bottle. Crikey. So the, the Pappy's don't sell them for that. But the resale on them is is insane wow. because it's so hard to get hold of, and, and it's this frenzy for bourbon. It's just like, Ooh. you know, they say it's the best. It has to be the best. And whenever they talk about, it, if you want a taste of it, um, more often than not, you can't get it in bars. Although yeah. bars do get allocations of pappies, so certain local bars to the to near the yeah, yeah. producer, and they get supplies of it. Yeah. But um, more often than not, you can't get hold. But you can't get older like a shot. You can't go yeah, back because yeah. a shot alone might be two hundred dollars. God, how good is it? It's not that good. Ugh. Well, everyone who drinks it says it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it's bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Now, bourbon in itself is actually just, and, and this might cause controversy, <laughs> but it's a poor relation of Scotch. Yeah. They they tried to make their own sort of scotch. Really, bourbon was just the, the American sort of bootleggers answer to whiskey, yeah. because when they couldn't get hold of whiskey during prohibition, ah, they mashed up their own. They mashed up what they thought would well. Let's let's do our own way of doing it. How yeah, we're going to make yeah. it? And they made made bourbon. And that's what wow. they made. And it was just basically a poor man's whiskey. Yeah. But people got a taste for it. And of course, any old booze is just a, 
if you like it, you like it, fair play. Uh, Robot, when he was doing his TikToks, he caused like this way, what really could have got him famous on TikTok for a bit, um, with a scene in The Shining where Jack says at the bar, can I have a bourbon? Yeah. And he gets a Jack Daniels. And Jack Daniels isn't a bourbon, it's is a whiskey. You know, that's all it's, it never says oh, once on the bottle. I didn't know yeah. That. But God, the shit storm that came from that. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it, you know what I mean? He was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he gotcha. rebel, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a weird one. I just think, what the most famous bourbon he's got be Jack Daniels. I, 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 I also it was. I also think with Jack Daniels as well, you know, you, if you go to Jack Daniels, you know, yeah. you can't do, you can do a tour. Yeah. But in the factory, you can't do a tasting. Wow! It's a dry county. No way. Have they still got dry the air, counties? They've got, got dry counties. It's still made in, and what is a dry county? So to taste Jack Daniels for the, for that session, you have to kind of go over the county our county line Whoa. and have a tasting room for, the, for it there. That seems a dry county still in America. Yeah. That, I just can't understand that still. It's just mental, isn't it? I don't think it's all, obviously all bloody like religious like bullshit and all that sort of stuff. Mormons are Salt Lake City or something. I don't know if it's or not, actually. That's a good question. We'll have to look into that yeah, see if it is. But, you know, but the idea is, so can imagine somebody trying to make out of like, Yorkshire dry county? Oh, my God. Can imagine the riot you'd have on your hand? You'd just be Al Capone's running around everywhere. Oh, you just don't think it'd happen to people. People just wouldn't have it, would they? Yeah, no. It's an amazing thing that it did happen in America, though. It's like, it's crazy is that it's like not really I just don't understand how it I, I, I can't understand how it, how it came about but again religion for you innit spoiling yeah, everybody's yeah, fun yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Don't us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you don't go go after the Americans you don't go after the Americans pappy's whiskey yeah. you don't go after the Canadians uh, uh, maple syrup you, know, you don't go after the Yorkshireman's Yorkshire puddings <laughs> mentioned Ukraine a couple of times mm. right you know but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to nip back there because they just I always like a bit of a 14 angle on stuff oh, right, and things yeah. like this right you know? because um, it's from Molly Olmsted for the Slate magazine or online magazine you know? yeah. and she's saying the Vatican announced last week that Pope Francis had invited all the bishops and priests of the world to join him in the prayer for peace and in the consecration and entrustment of Russia and of Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Ooh. Which sounds very specific to it me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Immaculate you know. Heart of Mary. And they're saying the prayer, which is to take place on Friday afternoon, which is, I think it was about three weeks ago, that mm. night, seemed on its face to be an uncontroversial sign of support for the Ukrainian people. But the news sent shockwaves through a certain segment of the Catholic world. To the average person, the response seemed nearly impossible to decipher. And they were sort of trying to sort of work out what this means, who's going to do it, why they're going to do it, what's it, what's, what's yeah. this, where's it coming from, sort of thing, you know what I mean? And it's also the idea that they're consecrating Russia as well as the Ukraine, you know. Yeah. But the Pope's announcement has tapped into one of the strangest and most heated debates in Catholicism. <laughs> one that involves speculation about body doubles and forgeries. Prophecies and visions of hell, secret messages, two global wars, the attempted assassination of a pope, and above all, the Virgin Mary. Mmm, juicy! Yeah. Yes, 
So the story starts in 1917 when Mary appeared repeatedly to three shepherd children in Fatima, Portugal, in what is considered to be the most recent major apparition to be officially confirmed by the Vatican. So it was, it was, this is confirmed as far as the Catholic, yeah. uh, Catholics go. This, this happened. Mary gave the children prophecies related to the Great War and a promise to perform a miracle on October the 13th. And when the date came, thousands reported seeing the sun dance in the sky. The children were also given three secrets. Apocalyptic visions and global prophecies that two of the children who died in the 1918 influenza epidemic would never see made public. Uh, so they were given their own separate visions and things. Yeah, yeah. But they also did agree to this. I, I've read about this a bit. They agreed, we are not going to tell until this particular event or wow. some need for it. But they basically said they saw things which they would never give up, give up until the right time. Wow, the third child, their cousin Lucia dos Santos, would not divulge the first two secrets until the 1940s. The third wouldn't be revealed until the turn of the century. The three secrets were cryptic. First, the children were given a vision of hell. Second, they were warned that another, even worse world war was coming. And third, they were shown a Pope slain at the foot of the cross. Now this last vision is commonly thought to allude to the assassination attempt against Pope John Paul II in 1981 and the ambiguity of as fascinated Catholics and the Catholic conspiracy theorists for decades. But it's the second secret that concerns us here. Sister Lucia, by then a Carmelite nun, wrote in her 1941 memoir that Mary had told the children of a way to avoid an even more devastating war. <laughs> to prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. If they listen to my requests, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will scatter her errors throughout the world, provoking wars and persecutions of the church. Steady on, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's saying that if, oh. if they, they, she, she wants them to be blessed. Yeah, yeah. And if, but if they reject her blessings, they're, I mean. just, they're going to go to war. Gonna, yeah, it's not her cause. All oh, right, right. <laughs> it's not, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if they don't like it, I'm going to fucking kick <laughs> off. Said Mary. <laughs> Planet wide, <laughs> yeah. but she's saying if they don't, if yeah, they don't accept yeah. this blessing, yeah, yeah. so the good will be martyred, the Holy Father will have much to suffer, various nations will be annihilated, but in my, uh, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and it will be converted, and a certain period of peace will be granted to the world. Now, according to Lucia, Mary visited again in 1929, mm. repeating that request. The moment has come in which God asks the Holy Father in union with all the bishops of the world, mm. which is what he's, he asked in this yeah, time round, yeah. to make the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to save it by this means. Without getting too deep into the theological meaning of consecration, here is an akin to a dedication. 
setting aside a person or thing or even concept for a holy purpose. So they're sort of saying, you know, we we Russia will become like Catholics and we will sort of like devote ourselves to the uh, Mary's sort of holy heart, you know. Ooh. Now I don't know. I mean, you can sort of like you can go through all of this, you know what I mean, bit by bit, and sort of yeah. take it all apart, you know what I mean. But basically, it looks to me like Pope the Pope is saying, "I think now's the time yeah. we have to concentrate Russia. This is it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's how I, I was, you know, oh, poop or what stories until it gets to hell and the devil and really apocalyptic kind of stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 you, yeah, that's it. You really want you rather than sort of like the um, the boring bits, you know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you want Give me a horseman, you know. Yeah, I mean? You want the exorcist, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 start believing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm funny with this thing anyway. With this sort of like the whole thing with sort of like Our Lady of Fatima kind of thing, like yeah, yeah. the three shepherds sort of thing. Which I, I think they saw something. I mean, she went on going to be Barry with... Chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Timing wrong a bit. Started <laughs> winking at them. <laughs> they just represent you like, what's that about? He said, what's he saying? <laughs> to me, to you. Something about the Jews. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have that time of it, yeah. And then after World War Two, they go, you know, Barry were right once. Gotta <laughs> listen to Barry in future, yeah. that's it. Hail Barry, who aren't in heaven. Full <laughs> <laughs> religion, let's lead it. <laughs> but you just don't know, do you? He's such a. It's weird that we're living through it and we're just not really bothered about it, you know what I mean? That he could be just literally, you know, kicking. I don't off. know, because, I mean, uh, just to sort of date this particular episode. <laughs> but, you know, because they found sort of like evidence of atrocities and yeah. stuff now, you know. So, I mean, now I listen to a radio show, and every, everybody in the radio show would just go, ladies, time to kick off, time to get them. Ooh, so, but Russia did have a spokesperson on saying they, they are strongly denying it. And they say that this is a setup by either Ukrainians or something else yeah. to sort of so that we all wade into a, a big war against Russia. Mm. And I don't know which is true. I mean, let's face it: Operation Mincemeat, the movie's just coming out. This right, week. Yeah. yeah so. I haven't got that, what that's about yet. To me. I've heard of Mincemeat, but I don't know which one it is. To me, so. Well, in, it's like that's the one where they dropped a body off into. Oh yeah, yeah that's such a good story. Yeah, yeah they yeah. dropped a body off by a submarine. Yeah, and the submarine was found by the Germans. It had loads of plans on it. And yeah, stuff. it was the use of a dead body floating yeah. around. I've also heard in every single war there's atrocities. Yeah. You, you're getting the hatred spilling out that much, the cold, wet, they're scared to shit, and it starts kicking off. Yes, yeah, some weirdo in well, your boots chopping ears off. Well, I, um, well, that's it, but I mean, I, I can remember reading a book um, just after, a little bit after World, um, after the Falklands War, yeah. and it really graphically described this battle that went on. Uh, and it was really interesting. Bloody hell! Fine, this is more. This is like you know, goose green. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then it just seemed to be in passing. Then at the end of it, there's almost like a, not like a mopping up operation. But there was mm. one guy who was sort of saying, you know, this was happening here on the battlefield. Everyone was sorting this out. We were trying to get things together. You could see some sort of over there by the cliff edge, marching prisoners off the cliff. Oh. And then he went, I mean, it was like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. And it was, it was, and oh. then because of this account in this particular book, they had to investigate whether war crimes had taken part in World War in, in the Falklands War, and they th and they basically did. 
Yeah. Because as you see, it's the heat of battle. There's a war. The, these guys, one minute, are trying to kill you and shoot you and blow you up. Mm. They've invaded the country, and you're sort of thinking, this is a British country, I'm taking it back. Blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, and in the heat of everything, it's just. Yeah, happens. Yeah. 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 But I did hear another podcast, I have to shout them because I, mean, I have to quote them a little bit, but that um, the rest is history podcast, I've just done a Falkland special. And apparently, they did less war crimes, either side did less war crimes in the Falklands. And they kind of judge it down to it because it wasn't the Falklands and it wasn't England. You know, you oh, want yeah, really like fight for your home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where at the moment, you know, like the Ukrainians could be really, I won't say Ukraine, Ukrainians and the Russians could be very heated over it. Yeah, it's, every it's, bit it's of a land very, is It's a heated own. debate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a yeah, yeah, <laughs> Well, I say his passions run high, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's no. the sort of thing, you know. But I mean, it's like with this whole thing with the Catholics and his blessings. This and blessings for that. I mean, there's no way now. Mm. I don't think that you could get a country now to become a big Catholic state, a big Catholic mm. country. I mean, I've recently, I've, I've talked about it recently. I've been mugged, mugged off by bloody Jehovah's Witnesses again recently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and it's, it's so fucking annoying because uh, I, I think it's one of the most ridiculous religions going is the Jehovah's Witnesses. It is. It is the most ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it, as, as my job as a lighthouse keeper, you know, yeah. you're not allowed to turn on people because you're a public servant sort of yeah, thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah, so yeah. they give you a pamphlet and sort of say to you, like, oh, have a read of this, son, it'll do you yeah. good. It's, you have to sort of grin and say thank you very much. Yeah. Whereas realise I wouldn't even wipe my ass on that particular <laughs> pamphlet. I'm going to shove this up your nose. But it's just so annoying. It's like, come on, mate. Mm. You know, there's only 10,000 people can get into heaven. Yeah. Of all the people, who's ever lived ever 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 <laughs> right and you reckon you're one of them exactly egomaniac yeah. or what and the, the, obviously the numbers of the Jehovah's Witnesses outweigh the numbers that are going to get yeah. into heaven so they're going to leave their own, beha- right. own kind behind ridiculous oh, it's ridiculous it so it's not but the religion as far as I'm concerned with things like this I don't think that the Pope you know coming out with some blessing whatever they've seen yeah. is I don't know because it, it's like, for example, they said there was something going to happen on a particular day and the sky wobbled, the sun wobbled in the yeah. sky. That reminded me a little bit that everybody's seen that. Remember that ancient sky battle? Yes, yeah. It reminded yeah. me of that, you yeah. know, and you sort of think, well, oh, maybe it's something to do with that. I'm still thinking, I'll oh, put someone in, get loads of people in a field for eight hours and say something's going to happen. That's very, very true, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I think they'll just make some happen in yeah. just your own kind of dizzy brain. You know? I, 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 so I'm, I'm calling bullshit on it. I don't think anything particular yeah. is going to happen. But I, I actually think, it, as far as Pope's can't go, he's, this one seems like a nice enough Pope. He does, yeah. He seems yeah, like not right. like that R- Roland Ratzinger who was an... Uh, I not what's it called? Pope Benedict. Yeah. Who uh, Bishop, it was... I think he was Bishop Ratzinger, wasn't he? I think the original thing. Oh, he, he, was, he, was, he was an Nazi. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nazi yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, he was a nasty piece of work. Yeah. He knew that loads of pedo bishops and priests were yeah. kicking out. He just, he just stacked them away. He was as bad as they get. He was just. They all seem so, so dark, does the Catholic, you know, the Vatican yeah. and just the mob rule of it. And like, say, having Nazi popes, we've had a couple out yeah. here and that. It's just all like. Crazy. Well, there was also, wasn't there, the rat line? I don't know if you ever listened yeah, to the podcast. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a, fucking yeah. sick. They, was, they were fuddling out. Nazis yeah. and they said we'd rather have Nazis than the communists oh my because god. communists didn't believe in God and at least oh. the Nazis believed in some God you know? <laughs> literally how you move priests and stuff about and they use it to get the Nazis yeah. out of absolutely mind. ridiculous yeah so let's not bother with any other religion like yeah. I mean like I say I, I think Kraken uh, Cove is a nice secular kind of place we don't have, we don't have religion here do we? we don't need it no we don't we just got this big big beacon that we pray to <laughs> <laughs> to cast sound the truth our kid <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
kid. Ah, it's not that time already. <laughs> it is that time already. <laughs> God darn it! But here I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go for a, like a true life account here that I found. Right? This is just something. That, in fact, I found it as like a shared account on Facebook in another sort of like yeah. encrypted kind of place. But I think it's been around a few places. And um, the writer of this says it was a, a account was passed to them by Chris L. Huff, a writer and researcher of all things strange, who came across the story when researching accounts for his work into the paranormal accounts across the UK. Mm, the UK, I like it. So this is a UK cryptid witness statement. Sweet. And it's about the hard stand monster, or the standing wolf of R.E.F. Alkenbury. Wow, what about his Al? I don't know. Yeah. Do you know, I usually know there's sort of little bits yeah, and bats, yeah. and I have no idea where Alkenbury is, uh, and I've got my phone switched off, so... We're <laughs> 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 well, late, so, right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just, it's, it's, apparently it's linked to another account. Oh, it's yeah. another story, right? And I think, uh, say, this Chris L. Huff had been talking about um, about this hard-stand monster of Alkenbury. It says, Just tonight, my father shared with me his stories about the RAF base at Alkenbury. I think you'll find my father's experiences at this Air Force base in the early 70s very interesting. He was the NCOIC, which I think it's non-commissioned officer in charge, I oh, think well sounds like, yeah, yeah. of a group of three men and their dogs. Who was it? That's some summer wine. Sounded like right in Barton for a second then, didn't it? Three men in a bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One dead fly, three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must be like a proper guard patrol. Ah, so, yeah. You know, each man have had their own pooch on that's patrol. Better. So yeah, that's yeah. it. And they were charged with guarding bunkers within a large fenced-off area. I believe that nuclear warheads were stored beneath many of these bunkers. One foggy night, my father got a radio call that there was an intruder within the perimeter, and that shots were fired. He tore out in his truck and sped towards the location of the shooting. Seeing a figure in the fog, he pulled over, thinking it was one of his guards. He rolled down his window and was screamed at, forth in the face, by what can only be described as a man-like bipedal creature. Oh God! <laughs> Scream! Right? Imagine that! Oh, and you can feel breath and spit in that. Oh. Like, oh shit! Oh God! My father nearly soiled himself <laughs> in fear. <laughs> in an instant, the. Thing ran off at incredible speed, oh. and my father drove after it. Within moments, it had sped past another of the guards who also fired upon it, and he missed it due to the fact he was practically dragging. He was practically dragged backwards by his guard dogs, who were yelping and straining to flee Shit. in the opposite direction. Yeah, dogs don't yeah. mess about. Not at all. The third guard and his dogs were in, running towards the scene when they turned the corner of a bunker, only to be intercepted by the creature oh. running at full speed. As his dogs wailed, the thing hit their taut leashes, yeah. right? And pulled them away from his grasp, lacerating a good deal of skin from the unfortunate man's forearm in the process. Oh. So he had the leaves up and wrapped round his arm. Three of these big old attack dogs straining in the opposite direction. When this thing hit the leaves, uh. it yanked it from his, and stripped the skin from oh. his arm. Oh God. My father and these men witnessed this creature make fantastic running bounds <laughs> across the grounds before leaping over two tall, well-spaced barbed wire fences in a single bound. <laughs> While screaming. <laughs> <laughs> he 
It's a bit springy, though, isn't it? Yeah, true. It disappeared into the surrounding woods. Now, this is what I like about this now, this description. My father's description of the creature is a little vague, but in his defence he only saw it briefly, and as he puts it, the whole situation was fast and confusing and difficult to process. The creature was hairy, approximately five foot nine in height, oh, so it's, right, not, yeah. it's not like seven foot yeah, beast. normally yeah, yeah. everybody says, yeah. And had intelligent human-like eyes, a flat nose and large ears. The teeth were large but not fanged. The lower face was rounded in a way that suggested he looked up, that suggested the look of a walrus. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't imagine that. Well, get this. The face was narrow around the eyes, but the head flared out again at the top. Like that dude from Star Wars in part. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and it had very muscular frog-like thighs. <laughs> He believes, but is uncertain, that it had reverse articulated legs like a horse. Mm. So it's a bit like, well, you know, like if a wolf man stands up, a bit like that. Interestingly enough, my father also shared with me what I think is the same tale of the phantom jet that you described to Chris. So now we've got two things I'm going to read, sort of research for this. So we'll do this for the next episode, right? Is like you, he got the story second hand. The mechanic involved lost his sanity after witnessing what he calls the hard stand monster and was eventually kicked out of the service. Having seen this creature with his own eyes, he fully believed the account. RAF Alcambry itself has many reports of an upright, hairy, humanoid creature described as either a werewolf, a standing wolf, or a man or a human ape. It is known to run off when spotted into the North Woods, known locally as Monk's Woods. I reported on these accounts, but thanks to Chris, I was able to find other reports from serving American soldiers who returned to the USA and reported their encounters with the hairy hominid at the base. And I also found reports made by British men who have served at the base who report the same creature. So here's a couple of these accounts now. A mechanic who was carrying out some routine work on an F-5 aircraft parked on the runway, went missing whilst doing a job that should have been completed in an hour. When he failed to make the telephone call, requesting a lift back from the hangar, a search went out to find him. They found him sitting in the aircraft, as white as a sheet with a canopy closed. Although they asked him many times what it was he'd seen, he declined to share the information, saying that it frightened him so much that he refused to go anywhere near that location again. We discovered from another source that the man had seen a terrifying hairy humanoid which had walked past the aircraft. Dennis Prisby was stationed at the base between 73 and 75. He told his colleagues who saw a creature near the north side of the airfield. One sighting of it scared one man so much that he jumped into the cockpit of an aircraft and refused to get out. So I think that's the same account. The creature was also seen climbing over the security fence and entering the north woods. Wesley Uptgrove who also saw the humanoid creature, said he tried to pursue it in a truck and he described it as being five foot nine tall with human-like ears, a flat nose and large ears. Now, I think that's that other account, you know what I mean? So Sergeant Lee and Jackson were terrified one night while on patrol with their two dogs. They saw some movement near the two towers and called the main gate to check if any workmen were still on site. And as they approached the tower, they came face to face with a hairy figure. The dogs stopped in their tracks, absolutely terrified, frantically trying to get away. Yet again, they're trying yeah, to get yeah. away. And so the, but then a truck arrived, and it scared it off, and it just was over the fence and gone. 
So the last account here is one chap reported in the paranormal blog. I encountered a werewolf in England in 1970. I was 20 years old when I was stationed at RAF Alconbury. I was in a secure weapons storage area when I encountered it. It seemed shocked and surprised to be caught off guard and I froze in total fright. I was in I was armed with a 38. Never once considered using it. <laughs> there was no aggression on its part. I could not comprehend what I was seeing. It is not human. It has a flat snout and large eyes. Now get this, it its height is approximately five foot and it weighs about two hundred pounds. Oh my god. It but it's very muscular and thin. Which I found a bit of a weird description that because thin if you're two hundred pounds at five yeah, foot you're yeah. going to be big, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you might. You know, I'm th I'm thinking rather than saying thin, I'm thinking it must be sort of like heavily muscled, not sort of chunky or blocky. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still thinking like the thin legs of a wolf, but the big body. Yeah. Big... Well, that's what it's saying here. It says it, it wore no clothing, was moderately hairy, and it ran away on its hind legs and scurried over a chain link fence. Oh, scurried over. Scurried, Ooh. yeah. So time and again, so Aria, in fact. It's worth, it's worth yeah. So I, I thought it was worth having a quick look there. We'll oh. check, and it turns out that it's uh, it's it's near Huntingdon, uh, which is near Cambridge. Oh, all right. So it's down there. So it's like that flat land towards the sort of eastern side of sort of like above and above and to the east of London, sort of thing, you know. So it's it, it's that kind of area. So it's not it's not a million miles away to have a little research down there. But also, ironically, if you think about the uh, World Newton Triangle, mm. and I've heard some accounts of Norfolk being a, like a, a wolf-like wolf-man sort of thing in Norfolk. Yeah. Now the World Newton Triangle goes down towards the Wash, yeah. which is just sort of like the bottom end of Yorkshire. It almost separates Yorkshire and Lincolnshire, mm. but. Um, just before li below Lincolnshire is Cambridgeshire, so you've almost got a direct line of sighting of this Wolfman there yeah, yeah. on that eastern sort of eastern North Sea seaboard of uh, of England. Ooh. Bit weird, isn't it? That it is the one that I can't help it. As soon as they say nuclear anything, yeah, especially weapons, you get weird phenomena, don't you? you know what I mean, yeah. I haven't really heard it too much with Wolfman. It's not a UFOs and weird stuff. But it always seems like. The really weird shit going on. Well, now, if, again, if you think of the world's Newton Triangle, though, um, we said before that the place that they're going to bomb in mm. the UK, yeah. it was going to be Skipsy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And that is just right next to the world's Newton Triangle yeah. area of, of East Yorkshire. Yeah. And they've also got nuclear bunkers there, so there might be a case for all we know. There might be bloody nuclear warheads tucked underneath the ground of East Yorkshire. And just full armies of wolfmen that just get out now and again. Maybe armies of wolfmen? <laughs> 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 I wasn't going to take that leap. I thought. I thought you were saying like there's some sort of weird nuclear energy was creating some sort of like appearance. <laughs> you're just no, armies of wolf big men. armies of wolf men, you know what I mean? Just gonna unleash. That would be pretty cool to watch it would, yeah, from a yeah. distance. <laughs> Which is where the ideal place to see that though would be from up here, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Up here, the top of the lighthouse, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, it is, but yellow things are going down, our kid. Yeah, let's call it the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't want you going, it's a slippery slope parking. It's almost slippery as this bloody roof. Oh, no, no. The tiles nasty, are coming off a bit. Yeah. Oh, it's nasty. How are we going to get down, though? Pete in here, we ain't got no saviour. Well, I think we'll be alright. As long as you huddle together right here, so like, you hold my hand here now, right? Yeah. And we'll be alright. Oh, 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 I'm taking a tumble. I'm taking a tumble. Oh, 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 I'm taking a tumble
Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, bouncy. Oh, we see a trampoline oh, you got for Christmas. Sweet. Oh, this is all right. This oh, is nice. Oh, it's yeah. nice. I'm going to bounce off. Oh, I'm going to rocks. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, look at his face. It's a right mess. Oh, no. Well, anyway, at least we're down, we're safe. Yeah, we're all right. And we didn't get to see the Norvok. Maybe we'll see him tonight. Well, you yeah. won't, because your face is all smashed in. Oh, well, I can't see out of your eyes. Oh, all right. <sighs> we'll better get you sorted out anyway. Yeah. So, for now, I think we'll have to say it's a big bye-bye from Matt. And it's a big bye-bye from Benny. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> see you, bye. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at Podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!